Welcome to FMLBL, I'm Milan. This Walsh. <laughs> what are you laughing about already? That was a big time okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a big time pod, dude. Game week one is fucking like many, not many days away. No, just like a few small sleeps. Oh my god. Yeah, by the time this is released at like 4 a.m. on Tuesday, it's like pretty much there. Yeah, we're there. We're there. All right, we have... We have gigantic announcement to make before we actually dive into Game Week 1 Insanity. Is that right? Yep. That is actual factual. That is factual information. So how do we begin? We started a Patreon. For those who what's, don't know what Patreon, Patreon is, what, what is what Patreon? Patreon yeah. is. It's, it's like Kickstarter, which I think most people know. If you don't know what that is, it's basically a reward system where you pay for a, a tiered award paying like kind of us to keep potting you're helping us sustain our unsustainable pot (laughs) i think realistically what we realized in our third season this year is that i mean we were spending upwards of 10 to 14 hours a week managing the email with the twitter and everything paying for podcast podcast hosts services and things like that we were just hoping for a little bit of kickback from you guys and from the community. So we were thinking about having some experiences and some different things to offer you guys for small fees, small monthly installments of, you know, nothing is remotely close to even 15 or $10 a month in, in the $2 a month things. And we're hoping that we can get a little bit of a, a little bit of cheddar. Yeah. It's more fun for us to do it like this than to like make the podcast cost money to listen to or like some like money making scheme right. we want we wanted these to be much more like you're part of like fmlpl squad like you're part of the team we love yeah. you tit us you know so so the site's patreon.com backslash fmlfpl we have a few preliminary um, offers for monthly subscriptions different services different experiences that you can enjoy and uh, it starts at as lowly as a dollar seventy-five a month, which is basically just getting a little shout on the pod at the end. You get some private behind-the-scene banter before and after the pod from yours truly and Alon. And then, what else do we have from there? Yeah, next one up is uh, well, we have two different leagues. One is a FPL prize league, so just a private FPL league. Um, You get the code when you sign up. The winner of every month, so the highest scorer of every month, will get a FMLPL mug, which is genius because we love mugs. The loser of every month will get a small piece of shit. We don't really know what yet. Um, And, you know, the slap on the ass, the uh, shout-out and everything. And then the other league's a Survivor League. For those who don't know what a Survivor League is, they're super popular in, like, NFL, American football. But basically, you pick a team once a week to win or draw and you can't pick that team ever again for the rest of the season. The rest of the rules are, you know, you'll see them, but that's basically how it works. And uh, yeah, so that league is similar to 75 a month. Yep. You get you get your same weekly kind of a monthly kind of a prize thing if you're tops, but if you win the entire thing, you're going to get a custom bobblehead of me and Alon that we're going to, we'll, we'll ship straight to your house. Um, it'll be pretty great. And then next thing we have is like the league package for $4 and 69 cents a month. And you get both leagues. So yeah, it's kind of fun. You get in there. 
Yeah, get in there. Why not? And then I think the real real prize of where we're kind of going is, unfortunately, we're going to shut off the email account. We always are getting so many emails for RMTs and things like that from you guys, and it's been great getting to know you and seeing some repeat customers, but it's just taken so much time. It's just getting to be untenable to keep up with it. So we're changing over and we have a we have a Slack account, which is basically a private chat room. It's going to be 484 a month. We're going to give you our, our private Slack FMLFPL chat room info. And me and Alon are basically just going to live there. So you could send us private messages just like you would on Twitter and get get you know text responses from us. And we're going to be there during game days, during when the games are happening, we're going to be kind of texting our thoughts and everything. We're not going to be going on our private texts with our friends like we normally do. And uh, if you if you come in here for the Slack account, we're going to give you both leagues uh, gratis. Yep. The uh, oh no, you choose one of the leagues. That's what I meant to say. That's what you meant. But yeah, I mean that that's <laughs> huge for me. I feel like it's like we've had the private text thread of Pod Boys. For like four years, and we're moving Podboys to Slack. It's three hundred text messages every like morning. Yeah, yeah. Every uh, game. Yeah, if you if you sleep through a game, you're waking up to like six hundred text messages yeah. from us, guest Jason, producer Nate, and Derek. So it's gonna be wild, and I'm yeah. sure it's. I'm most looking forward to like game week one, like weekend, like game days, because that's when yeah. it's just gonna be fucking insane. Yeah, and I think we'll have other little chat threads for RMTs and for general questions. And, you know, we have a tight-knit community of a lot of hardcore FPLers, and we want to kind of connect you guys to each other as well. So it could be a really nice and fun thing for everyone to kind of come over and hang out in the same threads and things like that and just learn from each other and ask questions and have new thoughts. So Yeah, and there's so um, many, like, international listeners who are just up at hours that when we're not up like our Norwegians and our Australians and shit and like you guys should get to know each other. You're both fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean the emails and you guys are awesome so having everyone get together would be really cool. Yeah, we love you guys. It's just, it's hard to do jobs and life things and spend that many hours on it. Yeah, yeah. So 484 a month for that plus one league and then our, our last tier is a six sixty nine a month for everything. You get the slack, the both leagues. You get the slap on the grundle and everything. So check <laughs> out the website. The it's on, yeah. yeah, it's on patreon.com slash fmlfpl. It's pretty straightforward. We have little explanations for everything. The Slack actual app, they have a really great thing on the computer you can use and it's a great thing. I'm like fucking 60 years old. I don't know what a computer is. thing on the computer. (laughs) Yeah, getting you to install Slack is a fucking journey. But yeah, it's very, very good. Phone app, fucking tablet, computer, like it's all very good and integrated. And Yeah, you can customize notifications and things so it can be as intrusive or non-intrusive as you want, but you know, it's basically just a way for us to talk to you on a day-to-day basis, and it should be really fun. So, take it, take a check, check it out at Patreon.com/fmlfpl, and uh, see if any of these things tickle your fancy. We'd appreciate it. You know, a lot of work for us behind the scenes, running the pod, everything like that, and any support you could give us, we'd appreciate it. Yep, we love you. That's it. Love you.
All right, let's All right. fucking pod. Well, time to fucking pod. Let's go. Fuck you. Fuck you, dude. Yes. What are we doing? Um, oh my God. We got game week one and Friday. Where are we at? Game week one Friday. Friday deadline. I can't wait to see how many people are fucked over on Twitter by not knowing it's a Friday Friday deadline. Oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, should we start with our teams? Maybe. Yeah. Let's, let's kick it. Let's so, just like because we've been, like this is Tinker Peak season. All absolute pink. Pink, tinker, tinker season. Yeah, it's just fucking mental. I've changed my team 45 times in the last two days, probably. Right, just, what are you sad on? Let's, let's go GK and defense, and, and we'll, we'll go from there. Okay, goalie is the only thing that hasn't changed for me from the start. And I've been on Heaton and Elliott since the game came out, and I'm on okay. Heaton and Elliott. Right. So that feels kind of good. Okay. Um, and then, as of right now, my de- and this is all fucking so subject to change. It's ridiculous how subject to change this is. But my defense right now is Toby, Bertrand, Ake, Toby, Toby A, Toby A. Dude. Is there another Toby in the world? My ex dog. <laughs> yeah, actual too soon. Toby, Bertrand, Ake, Naughton, and then a four zero. I just have Mariapa right now. I don't think there's any four zero starters. No, there are no four O starters yeah. confirmed. Yeah. That's very heavy defense. So you switch from Trippier Death to Tobia. You feel good about that on six? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of it's money. A lot. It's a lot of Sheffield, dude. A lot of lot of money. A lot of action. But um yeah, I mean I don't feel that I can reasonably or anyone can reasonably start the season with Trippier, even though he might end up just missing one game and then being no, fucking no. amazing. Yeah, no, you can't have that. That's like starting with Rose thinking like, oh, he's going to be back soon. Like, you want Davis. No, don't do that. Um, and, yeah, I just felt like, I mean, last year was just, I just have scar, deep, deep scars from last season, from, like, not owning defenders from, defender. the, from the top team. Both Spurs yeah. and Chelsea last season were just yeah, every single week just, like, 12 points against me because people had double and I had none, and it was just so bad. And you were late to the Alonzo party last year. Yeah, so I just like this is a this is a tinker from probably a few hours ago, but I mean we both love Toby. He's no, I, I top, love Toby. Top quality. Is he worth six? Maybe not. I don't know. Could that's, could that's easily be Louise, but their fixture Chelsea fixtures are pretty bad. No, I like Toby a lot more than Louise because of the fixtures and I think more attacking intent. Yeah, but I might end up. I could very easily see a world where I end up redistributing funds to to my attack, but for now, feels pretty good. Okay, so you're, you're on Toby. You got Ake in there from Bournemouth. Who are the other fucks you have? You Bertrand. Have Birdie. Yeah, Birdie's. I think he is the most standout Trippier replacement to me in the five five bracket. He's just he's, unbelievably yeah. good to start the yeah, season. He's really good. His attacking is incredible, and the fixtures are. Could actually could not possibly be better. Yeah, they're they're good. He's good. I think that that would be my my easiest five five swap from Trippier to Bertrand. Him. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, Ake, I have right now. Just love Ake. Love what he did with Bournemouth last season. Love their first two games of the season. You know, from then it gets a little tougher. But starting out the gate fast is definitely a thing that I'm looking forward to doing. And then Naughton, yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about Swansea. I think we're both pretty high on Swansea defense. Yeah, and I think Naughton's one of the best four or fives. So. Yeah, and he and he rotates really well with Ake. Like, Naughton yeah. has the bad first two fixtures and then a nice patch. 
and well, he'll just come right in. So yeah, that, that's, that's really where job. I'm at. All right, so I have Fabianski and Ortfeld also something that I have not switched for a few weeks. I think that's pretty set for me. I, I like having that Swansea coverage. You love Nordfeld. <laughs> I had Nordfeld last year so good. I loved it. I loved it. I embraced his price drops when I got him at four. I was like, oh, no one has him. Yeah, impossible to price drop, yeah. He'll drop the 3-9, and that's great. But I like flappy hands. I think that they get some saves. They're going to get some cleans. I think that's a good that's a good eight five like safe pairing. Yeah, I like that. And then at defense, I have I still have Scott Dan. I have Jack Stevens for Soton. Mm. I have Harry Maguire, Chucky Daniels, and Ben Me. So I want to get Holy right in there with shit. So you have four fives and a four five. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like shooting shit out of my ass a few pods ago. And I, I know you're not shooting like fuck out of your ass, but I didn't <laughs> know that you didn't change it. No, I definitely didn't change it. I embraced it, and I've been tinkering with the five. So yep, yep, yep. I want to first start with Daniels versus Ake because you have Ake. I have Daniels. Interesting thing. Yeah, it's tough. I was looking. I was looking at the fixtures. They've got West Brom coming up. Not a good shout for set piece returns from a center back, especially a small center back. Daniels, for some reason, as much as he is like kind of bad. He just, like, does it. I mean, he had eight and then seven returns the last two seasons, and that's basically, you know, one every few four games. And I like Daniels a little bit more than Ake just because, you know, in open play, he's got that shout about him. They're playing Watford in week two, which is also the tallest team in the Premier League. And then they've got Brighton in game week five. So I'm kind of thinking if if they're going to get attacking returns, a defender in game week one and two against West Brom at Watford, a couple very tall teams – I feel a little bit better with Daniels, not to mention that Daniels is sitting on 22% ownership. Yeah, so the the coverage-wise or whatever you want to call it-wise, it makes sense. I, I really can't argue too much against that. I just – Ake was just at Bournemouth for such a short amount of time last year, and he was just the actual best thing ever when he when he played. His three goals were – Stoke, okay, Liverpool's not good on like set pieces. Stoke and Southampton are though. And those are two of his three goals, you know, and he returned against Watford too. So like I don't know, he's just he's not a good on paper, he's not a good matchup to re, to return against anyone, I don't think. He's fucking five eleven, he's my height. Yeah. He gets know? in there though. He just sneaks in there and he's just really good. And not to mention his bonus is just out of control and like Daniels is shit on both. Yeah, as much as it's nice to project attacking returns, I think it's safer to project cleans. And I was just thinking, like, I love those first two first two matches of the season from a clean perspective. And if they keep cleans, and Ake is like as good as anyone for like getting a max bonus clean, you know, something like that. Yeah. No, I mean that's all I need to hear to switch to Ake. Okay, dude. I just, he's yeah, so lovable. I love him. He's such a happy guy. Yeah, he's just he's just awesome. But I t- then, totally reasonable. I I don't. You could sell me on either easily. Yeah, and then I think the Stevens versus Cedric shout is an interesting one. Well, and versus Yoshida. That's what I was going to ask you about. Well, so I think for number one, Stevens was absolute 100% ahead of Yoshida on BAPS every single time they played as a partnership last year at the end of the year, Mm. which resonated for me. Mm. And he got a little goal in preseason. He has an actual range of passing, and he's not like 40 years old like Yoshida. So I feel like he is the wave of the future. I don't know what's happening with Van Dyke. 
they'll probably Transfer sell. Request. They, yeah, they might reinforce, but I think that Stevens has enough about him that logical manager thought should be that he's not going to want to burn starts on Yoshida, who's going to be on his way out soon. And I just, I don't know, I like Stevens. He did really well by me last oh, season he was towards great. the end of the year. And, he, you know, a clean sheet was seven or eight points automatically every time for Stevens. And Cedric, he gets his card. He's not good on bonus. So I don't hate not having him, even though there's no competition for his place. If they reinforce before the window closes and they buy a center back, there is a world where Stevens doesn't start. But I don't know. I like Stevens a lot. And again, the bonus point magnet's a thing. I think that's a very big swing point. When they keep those cleans, those extra couple points are going to be a big, big difference. So yeah, I, I like didn't, Stevens. I didn't really remember about the bonus, but I absolutely take your word for it. I, I remember towards the end he was like huge for you. So he had ten bonus points. He played fourteen hundred minutes last year. Yeah, it's not a lot. I mean, of that's minutes. that's that's a big ratio because you know you're looking at playing twenty five hundred, three thousand minutes. I mean, that's twenty twenty five bonus points for him. That's big, yeah. and he yeah. had one assist. He's yeah. not doing it with goals. He's I just think Yoshida and Hammer probably just both nailed as the center back partnership. I mean, like they are unless if they buy. Someone, well, of course, if they, they reinforce. Buy I right. love that you call Yoshida like forty year old and he's younger than both of us. God damn it! No, he's um, not. Yeah, he's twenty eight. Wow. <laughs> I hate, I, Hate that? Are you kidding me? Actual? Fuck. Yeah, he's a little child, dude. He's like prepubescent compared to us. It's just like rich. But yeah, exactly. But uh, Cedric, I yeah, I think spot on assessment of Cedric. I'm just not into him at all. Like I never was, never will, never be, was. Never have been. Yeah, he's he puts a lot of crosses when his head's down, like novice crosses. Yeah, and I just don't love him that much. So I don't hate like not going with him and going with like a Stevens type. And then, you know, Dan, you know, I'm a, I'm a Dan, unabashed Dan. Are you a Dan guy? Oh, I'm a Dan guy. So at five, he's benchable. Unlike like PVA or someone like that. And we've got four start fixtures in the first five, which is great. And then we've, it tails off and I'll probably fuck him off. I'd say, yeah, yeah. Four in the first five. Yeah, definitely. yeah, Yeah. But in the meantime, when you're looking at him, you're looking at last year he didn't play consistently, but the two years before that where he logged around 3,000 minutes, he got six and seven combined attacking returns, which is just massive from the center back. So yeah, and he's, I think he's, and a he's good not Charlie Daniels. Like He wasn't on pens. Like Those are just legit like yeah. set piece. Open play. Yeah, open, open play. play and set piece returns, yeah. which is fucking crazy. So I think Dan at five is just a fantastic under-the-radar pick. And then I've got Harry Maguire in there. He's kind of the forgotten man just because their fixtures aren't great to begin with. But every single time they have a set piece, he's right there to score. And they've got two good starts in the first six, which isn't fantastic. But he's good coverage. He's nailed on. He's someone that I could plug and play if something goes pear-shaped elsewhere in my defense. And for the extra point five with someone like Simpson or, or Morgan with Huth coming back, maybe maybe Shakespeare plays three at the back and Simpson gets rested. I, I don't know. I like the security of start there, and I think McGuire's got enough about him attacking-wise to justify just being coverage on my bench, especially because I'm going 3-5-2 with a non-playing third striker. I really need nailed-on defenders. Yeah, you need nailed-on good guys who can yeah. come in for, for whatever spot. 
Yeah, I guess, I mean, we both love Harry. Yeah, the fixtures are really bad. I just wonder if there's someone better you can get who, like, you might rotate with or something. But you have the, yeah, Lester plays Brighton at home when, when you're benching Dan. So yeah, that's, that's really, like, all you need him for, I guess. Yeah, and that's the thing is I've looked around at the five bracket, and I really didn't want to go for Mawson because I like flappy hands. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anyone else like McGuire with the fixtures lining up with the rest of my defense. I, I looked at Dawson. I just fucking hate West Brom, and I like yeah. not having a West I Brom definitely player. I hate West Brom, yep. I think Dawson is definitely like a better on-paper choice, but fuck Dawson. Dude, dude, West Brom might burn us so hard again this year. No, absolutely can't. Like Foster is like the template goalie, and oh, yeah. everyone has some defender from that. God damn it, I hate them. And then, you know, Ben Mee is just solid as a rock. He's going to get me some own goals. Yeah. Yeah. Own goals in class. You know, that's all he does. All right. Let's 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 look to the midfield attack. Um, well, hold on. I want to ask, uh, interject some fan questions. At Nemo Kafai, which Palace defender to rotate with me? You know, it. and another guy, Liam Neal, asked about Fosumensa. Yeah, so, like, other than Dan... What do you think the Palace defense is going to look like? Who do you like? I mean, I think the Fosu Mensa shout is very real, but it looks pretty safe to me. The back three is going to be um, Dan at the center, um, Riedewald, the other Dutch guy on the left side, and then possibly... Um, it's like Ward Fosu or Men- Millie on the right? Possibly Fosu Mensa on the right side. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think him, Townsend cannot play there because he's too small. So it wouldn't stun me to see Fosu Mensa playing as a right-sided center back and kind of a little bit more freedom to roam forward with Milivojevic maybe covering if he's going to go up there. But I don't think Milivojevic has looked comfortable or, or played very well as a center back. He really needs to be sitting in front. Um, yeah, it's kind of like the fucking meta right now from Conte, just putting like Aspil there, and then Arsenal put Monreal there, and then yeah, yeah, it's like you can have like one undersized guy who's good on the ball and two center backs seems to be right, like right. very trendy right now. Right, yeah. I don't, and I, I mean, I don't know enough about Fosu Mensa to know how he would do it wing back, but I mean, as much as we saw him Townsend, for a little, and he was good, but no, it's he's, hard to say. He's good. Like, he's definitely a good player. He's definitely better than like fucking Joel Ward. But and I Martin think Kelly. Townsend Townsend on the wing back position could do the job just because he has enough pace to just pretend to play defense and he'll be getting up there and contributing in the attack enough probably to to be an okay pick there. But at defense for us it's it's there's not much. I think if Fosu Mensa nails a spot though, then he's at four or five is fantastic. Yeah, but it's it's hard to know that before. Like he hasn't played with us; he's just coming over today. Yeah, he's just game week he's one, not even you know? training or anything. Yeah. yeah, I think he would be one you'd try and like downgrade to or put in on your first wild card if he's if he's playing regularly. But I, that's why again, I mean, I have Dan. I think PVA is definitely going to be playing over Schlupp over there. It looks like the last couple of friendlies. But at five five, you want to rotate a Palace defender. You don't want to start them every week. Yep. So as as attacking as PVA is, Van Henhold, you don't want to start him every week. So I think Dan is just a perfect pick because he has that tremendous attacking intent on set pieces. Really as much attacking threat as any defender in the game. Yeah, as when you anyone. think about it. Yeah. yeah as, absolutely. So like, yeah. 
Yeah, so I think Dan is just the shout there. Yeah, Dan's great. I might go back to Dan. I I love that pick, but well, we'll fuck around more, I'm sure. And then I just one more question. At Largus Mean said, is it worth taking a punt on injury fill-ins? Trent Alexander-Arnold, Davies, Holding, etc. I would just bring it up because we both had Trent instantly once that was once Klein being injured was a thing, but neither of us have him now. But I love well, the I mean, Trent pick. I mean, the thing that put me off Trent is just that they have so many games right away off the bat, and yep. there's no way of knowing if he's going to want to play Trent or Joe Gomez in the league or Champions League. And there's only a few days between those games. Well, he and said he's not going to rotate. That was like no, I know, but no, no yeah. right back can play a game every three days. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's but, what you guys are facing. But maybe you the, can the for two weeks and then not. Uh, you know? Yeah, no, you could, you could, but I think it's just a big enough risk that I would rather not roll the dice on someone like Trent when you could get someone more secure of start like Francis or yeah. Lee, I mean, I think he's a really good pick for like game week one and two. But the reason I went away from him is because I changed my shape and I'm back to three four three, and I just didn't I didn't want to have another bench guy that is probably not going to be playing, but from like game week two or game week three on, and I'd rather just have a four zero guy that's never going to be playing and save point five and spend it elsewhere. Is really what it came down to for me. Yeah, I mean it's a transfer waiting to happen. So yeah, and it's hard to book well. a transfer. It never feels good. No, you never want the surest way to an early wild card is skimping on defense and shaving point five here, point five there, getting the likes of Phil Jones, Trent Alexander Arnold, these kind of guys, and then you're you're looking at your team on game week two or three when a couple of guys have been rotated, surprise rotating, whatever, and then you have to fucking pop the wild card. It's not good. You don't want to do it just because you don't set your defense up right. Yep, yeah. that's that. Um, let's go to midfield. Okay, you want to start? So yeah, so I'm still sat on my three five two. I mean, it hasn't hasn't changed since the beginning. I have Zaha, uh, De Bruyne, and then I'm heavy with Ollie, Ericsson, and very very rogue shout David Silva. Yeah, that is so. I asked you earlier if you're still on him. You didn't fucking yeah, answer me. I'm on the fuck him. He's He's my guy, I think, because I'm looking at all of the city shit and all of their potential lineups. 3-5-2, whatever the fuck. I'll, I mean, they could start Aguero, they could start Jesus, they're going to start both, they could start one. If I'm going to have a city attacker who's going to be rotated or benched occasionally, I'd rather spend eight on them instead of 10-5 or 11-5. He's playing forward in the box. He really started shooting a little bit more towards the end of last season. Every single time I look at a city lineup, he's in there with De Bruyne. And he's so good. So at 8-0, I think there's a wor- there are worse punts to take. I'd rather have him than Mkhitaryan, who is the similar, similar questions around his security for start. But he's playing on a team that could put five past someone in 60 minutes. Versus someone like on United who maybe will struggle to go 2-0. So I think David Silva at 8, I haven't seen him in a single team. I haven't seen teams. him in any teams, yeah. yeah I haven't seen What's him What's his actual ownership percentage? I'm going to look at this. It's 2%. 2%. So that's like, it's so, 3.1%. So that's like Thunshot and every City fan only. Like, yes, Jason probably has him because he's a fucking City fuckboy. Yes. But, yeah. but it's just the kind of thing where he... 
there's no reason looking at his history that he's continually around like the 18 combo of goal and assist per season on 38 games extrapolating over the whole season. Yeah. If he's fit, I mean, he's returning every other game. And for a pep team, when he's making late runs in the box, you know, you're looking at his heat map towards the end the of last season. heat map is very, yeah. set, like, a high selling point for him. When you yeah, look at his shots. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. taking shots in the box. And he's, he's taking, doing like, like, point blank shots. Like, yeah, he's making Ali-type runs into the box. And he's going to get subbed off on 70, 75 minutes on occasion, but... I don't think Bernardo Silva is just going to walk in and take his spot. I mean, Silva, David Silva is not, you know, 36 years old and past it. He's very much in his prime. And I think he, there was a shift midway through last year where he started shooting more. And that has to have been down to the coaching and to Pep. But they're going to have so much possession. He's only $8 million. I'd rather have David Silva at the middle of the park pulling the strings. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of hockey assists assisting the assister. Versus someone like Sané, who might be getting in the box, having more touches in the box per game, but who could also be playing wing back and maybe rotated. And also going to be rotated all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think David Silva is a very under the radar option. And at eight mil, I don't know. I, I'm excited about starting with him. I think that it's going to be enjoyable. I absolutely love him. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely hard to not love. He's absolutely bald as fuck visiting the same barber's pet. <laughs> so they definitely are best friends. Oh I, I like the yeah, I like no, I David mean, Silva. I mean, it's he's a my very, piece. very compelling argument that yeah. you've put together, and pretty much the only reason I don't have him right now is because I don't like when our teams are like identical. Yeah, yeah but they might have to be because yeah, every everyone and their mother is trying to get two city attackers. Everyone knows that that's the dream, yeah. but it's so difficult with the other guys that feel like they're must own to go. KDB and a striker. Like, it's just right. so much money. It's so hard to make a good team around that. And that, again, I mean... I, I Without leaving it. yourself exposed, yeah. yeah and I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but 10-5 Jesus, 11-5 Aguero. Nothing is certain of what Pep's team sheet's going to be week in, week out. And, you know, if he's going to play with a single striker, it could be either Jesus or Aguero. If he's going to play two, they're both in for sure, and he's been doing that in the preseason very consistently. So it feels likely that he's going to carry on with that but you never know with pep rotation and things like that and having two bites of his cherry are, is great to have but if you're having a 10-5 or 11-5 guy who gets rotated that's a nightmare i mean that's a lot of money so going down to silva at eight still feeling good like you're going to get some shares in those goals and assists it, it I don't know. It feels and, and good. the two point five million saving—that's the guy who's auto subbing in—is a good way right. to think about right, it. Right. You know, and so and it's like why, the difference between Tom Carroll and a seven million guy. Right, and that's why I've got my defense of four or five guys, and then Ben Me. So I mean, I'm going to have good bench guys. Yeah, you have good guys to come in with yeah. high point potential. Right, right, right. So a question from at FPL Flair. Spoiler alert: Walsh doesn't have Kane. He says, what are your thoughts on going for Erickson and Ali instead of Kane? I think they're both much better value for money. So what were you thinking there as you've done it? It's a tough one. I mean, I've been going back and forth waffling from this from day one. But I think realistically, when you look at Spurs' attack and Ali, Erickson, Kane in comparison to the other premiums in their, in their bracket positions – 
I think there's actually a ton of value to be had with Ollie and Erickson at the 9.5 price point. I think they're both underpriced. I think Kane is accurately priced. Captaincy is something that is difficult to quantify because you're going to captain different players on different game weeks and you could captain someone when it's like game week three when they're home Burnley and maybe Kane blanks like he did last week when we all had him for those two home bankers after he came back and he blanked. Uh, so, I mean, that's one thing that's you that we'll have to just look at hindsight by, you know, hindsight and see what, where it goes. But I think Ollie and Erickson are just at 9.5 both underpriced and I think they're undervalued and I think they should have been priced more expensively. I think when Spurs score and they're going to score a lot, it's very rare that neither Ollie and or Erickson are involved in those points. So having both just feels fine. And I feel like when players are captaining Kane and I go for a differential captain and I have the likeliest assister to his goals or goal scorers to his assists in Ollie and Erickson, that I might come out ahead. Yeah, I, I love it. We, we've been talking a lot about that on the text thread. And I agree with uh, producer Nate's assessment today, which was that just Kane versus just one of the mids, Kane it's is definitely close. better. Yeah, it's not, not close. Not close. Like the, I'm going to actually put out a table at some point this week on our website, a stats table that I made that's goal involvement. But Kane's involvement is so consistently high for Spurs. He's, it's like over 50% on average. But if you're combining both mids, that eclipses 50% easily. So, yeah, I, I love the strategy. And I just think there's a reason that both Ali and Erickson really stood out to us from the very first podcast this season. Like, we both instantly, those were the first two guys we wanted to talk about because we both thought they were going to be 10-5. Yeah. And, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I'm, I, mean, I like your team a lot, dude, so far. Damn. Yeah, I mean, and also it's just like Ali is more ownership than Kane. I mean, Ollie's in oh, a no, lot of teams. No, it's crazy. It's yeah. actually crazy. Yeah. And then let's look at the strike force because this is where you're not going to like well, the team. Well, let me, let me do off. my mids, I think, and then let's do strikers, I think. Oh, my God. You didn't do your mids, dude? I'm f- uh, yeah, I didn't even do my mids, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're fine today. Um, so we both have KDB and Wilf. I brought in Wilf. Mainly so you just don't fucking be a dick for the rest of the pod if I don't have I Wilf. Kill you if you didn't have Yeah, exactly. So I, I'll probably tinker him out after we pod. Oh Safe when God. I'm in when I'm in safety. Are you fucking kidding when me? When I'm in a would bunker, you, I'll get rid of. Would him. you actual not start with Wolf, dude? I would. Well, have to aren't you worried about Zaha with the new two match diving ban? Oh my God, dude! You're fucking. I'm gonna fuck. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I've been planning that wind up for like two weeks. I'm I'm happy about that wind up. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts? No, I fucking die, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. You're kidding me with this? Go fuck yourself. Wolf diving, dude. Wolf. Um, the a new tinker that I brought in today in my midfield is Genie Wijnaldum. <sighs> yep, love love that huge rogue move. Absolutely love that. With the Lalana news, I'm all yeah, over Genie. Yeah, you should be. He's nailed on. When he's nailed. You look at, I was looking at his numbers. You look at game week 22 on, I think it was four goals, seven assists or something. Like, he really came alive once he got regular starts and got kind of used oh, to yeah. the team and no, everything. No, no. It's, uh, I think he's better than, like, William. I think he's better than Pogba. I think he's, yeah. Like, not, you know what I mean. Better FPL oh. potential. Like, 
He's actually scored double-digit goals in his life. Pogba has never done. You know, like oh. he's – there's no reason he's not like a 10-10 and 10 prospect if he's starting every week for the entire season. There's ap- actual no reason he can't do that. And he's a million cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I just and like you said, with City compared to United, is like Liverpool are just they could score four or five against anyone, whereas like you know, PC United's Apple, you're not ever going to get that really. I can't believe you're considering no wealth. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still not. Over I'm that. still considering everything, dude. You should if not you take personal if offense you don't have to this. Wealth, I'm going to be very upset. But what if I get Silva instead of him? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, see, I knew that. There's always a little sprinkle on the tip of the cone, as they say. <laughs> no one says that. That's actually not That's an expression. You just made that up. Just the tip of the right, cone. Genie, keep going. I, and then my last spot, which is also kind of related to a fan question, I have two guys that are both insanely cheap. I have Max Gradle, huge friend of the pod, and I have Tom Carroll. Best friend of the pod. And I have Tom Carroll, who's... Uh, what's his owner per- ownership percentage? It's probably like 50 by now. It should be 50, because he's the best 4 5 business. Yeah, I mean, he's just by far the best. You can't go max. Well, the reason I'm going max is because of Carroll. Like, it's a spot that I felt comfortable taking a wild punt on. Because if max just isn't good or isn't starting or something... Then I just slot in Carroll, and I don't really even lose that much. And especially if Sigurdsson leaves, which it looks like he's probably going to, Carroll's actual starter every week. Great. You could just get, get Loftus Cheek in and then put point five back into defense, and that'll be nice. Yeah, but that's the thing with Gradle is that he – well, he started the last three or four preseason games – in yeah, a so row. I, like Frazier, like they have a lot of guys. No, I know. It's totally a punt, but – only one of the guys that we just mentioned, Frazier, I, Loftus, Sheik's Gradle, has like 15 goal potential and has done it before. And that's Gradle. Ivory Coast International. Like he's done that in a professional season top tier. You know, like he yeah. he has otherworldly potential to all of oh these my guys. God, dude. We had Gradle in our teams two years ago immediately. Yeah. Immediately. When he got transferred over, it was a joke. No, it was immediate. Like we immediately amazing. put him in our teams. Yeah, he was so cheap. Okay. Listen, dude, I that's Max. Hey, yeah. What do you know about Max? Like, I think it, for point five, it's it's more worth it to take that punt because, like, realistically, if I go like Loftus Cheek or someone like that, like, I'm just gonna end up starting Carroll every week because there's not really a world where like Loftus Cheek is way better than Carroll, you know? Yeah. But just, that world exists with Gradle. Yeah, great. So, so I tinkered good. him in. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I absolutely fucking love the fucking Max, dude. Max. Oh, mighty Max, dude. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. And then let's do our forwards. I have the most lightweight forward line of, of the world. I have Lukaku, Mick Burney from Swansea 4 5. I, I love Mick Burney. <laughs> <laughs> this is where my make weight happens. I have Gabby Adini. Oh, my God. God, you said I was so, gonna hate it, and I fucking yeah, here hate we go. it. Come, come! What the, the fuck, dude? My lookalike, think, my doppelganger. Yeah, I mean your doppelganger. I think honestly, I'm looking at it like this: the Southampton fixtures are just actually ridiculously joke. And at seven, the amount that it affords me in defense to make up for having four or five like 
marginals to 5-0 studs is worthwhile. I was looking at trying to get Firmino or King or someone in that, like 8-8-5. Someone good. In there for Gabby yeah. But I think Gabby is actually very good. He might be back on pens with Austin potentially on the bench now. And at seven, it's the kind of thing really for my, my spots. I have 15 million for the Silva and Gabbiadini spot. I could do it a lot of different ways. I could do something like Carol and Jesus and yeah. start them every week. Or, you know, I could do like Tadic and Firmino or something like that. But yep. I think I like David Silva so much that he's like just so nice. That's a great and pick. I, th- I love that I th- pick. Yeah. I think Gabbiadini is just. Everyone got fucked by him at the end of last year on the double game weeks where he was just the worst thing ever. And I didn't have him at that point, so I don't have those feels. And I think he's very quality and class as a player. And I think that with the fixtures, the way they look, he he looked good in their last preseason game, and I think he's definitely going to be starting. I think at seven, he's just the steal. And I could fuck around with that spot and go to Chikorita or Rooney or whomever in the few weeks, but... To start, I think there's. it's not insane for me to think that Gabbiadini isn't going to be in and around the same points total as someone like, you know, Firmino. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I think that is insane, but, <laughs> but I don't hate the pick as much as I initially hated the pick. I mean... When it comes to Gabbiadini, it's really hard to evaluate because, yeah, like you said, like he started off so ridiculously hot. His ownership percentage shot to, like, what, 40, and then he was horrible for the rest of the season. But right. it's worth remembering that those games where he was really hot and destroying everything were against the type of competition that he's going to be facing for the first 11 weeks of the season. The, the fixtures rest of their are fixtures, insane. What? The fixtures are fucking insane. Like that's yeah, the and last line. year you look at when he came into the league, he placed West Ham, Sunderland, Watford, and scored four goals in those three yeah. games. And he was also scoring in the cup too. But then from then on, four he's, games he faced, are Swansea, West Ham, Huddersfield, Watford. Yeah, and then so from then on in the league, he faced like every top six team. He faced right. Spurs, City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, United. Right. right. So, so it's like yeah, he blanked against the best teams in the league. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's fair. It's, I mean, I like him better than J-Rod as a pick, as yeah, we I mean, talked about last week. At. It's just like, it's very lightweight because I just have Lukaku and then Gabbiadini and an actually empty player. But the fixtures for Southampton are just fucked. And he looked good last game with a goal and assist. And I think that he might be able to keep it going against these really bad sides. So Yeah, I mean, I think, I, that, I think it's really risky, but I... I don't despise it as much as I initially did, I guess. I'm glad I could talk you off of hating it so much. Yeah, I don't just like just despise hate, just hate it. properly regular hate. Yeah, just a normal level of hate. What do you got? My, I'm pretty template, I feel like, at this point. I mean, I have Lukaku and Kane. Obviously, I didn't have Erickson or Ali, so I think you need to have Kane if you don't have either of them. And then I have Firmino. Um, yeah. It's good. Yeah, I mean, at Simple Monk said, is Milner without pens still viable at 6'5"? Absolutely not. If he's not on pens, he's a bad pick at 6'5". We don't, so what's your take? We don't what's really your take on know. Yeah. I mean, I would assume that Milner is still on pens. The things that interest me more than that 
or that is that Milner started in midfield in the last preseason game, and Albie Marino has been just like holding down left back. And the reason that interests me more is because Albie's been really, really good, and it seems like we don't really want to sell him anymore, and we bought Robertson, and Lalana's out for three months. So there's a world where Milner just gets moved to central midfielder for a little bit just as coverage because we're so short on central midfielders. I mean, Hendo will die soon. Hendo will, without a doubt, miss months of this season. You know, so we're going to need that central midfielder coverage, especially if, like, Keita doesn't go through. And if Klopp has decided to do that, then Milner's not even nailed anymore. He might just be a backup midfielder, which is, you know, terrifying. Which is what he should be on a Champions League quality. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. So there's that. And then even if Milner is still the number one pen taker, at the very least, Bob is the number two pen taker. Bob is very, very nailed. And that just, that just means whenever Milner's off the pitch, he's definitely taking the pen. And there's a chance he's just the number one pen taker. You know, if there was ever a reason to make him the number one pen taker in preseason, it'd be because Milner's not nailed. So that's, you know, there's no reason that Firmino's not going to put up like pretty insane numbers this year if he's on pens. So I and he just looks so good in preseason. So I'm I'm pretty high on Firmino. I had him a long time ago because I'm biased and I fucking love him. But now I feel like I have him for like actual objective FPL reasons, which is a good feeling. For those reasons, and for those reasons, he's in the fuck my side. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, FPL Sauce is asking us about uh, Mkhitaryan versus Pogba, which is like phenomenal question. Yeah, question because. I kind of wanted to like also just parlay that with like your thing about David Silva and my thing with Mkhitaryan is that like I I kind of still, you know, maybe he'll go on and start in the Super League tomorrow and Super Cup tomorrow and score like two goals, but I still consider him like a major punt. Like I have no idea where he's going to play or how much he's going to play. Do you think I'm wrong there? Do you think Mick is like absolutely nailed to the forward line? No, there's no no one who knows anything about footy is going to tell you McTarran is nailed. I think he is fairly secure for his starting place, but you know, Mourinho always takes those midfielders off on sixty five minutes to put Fellaini in, and he might be in the Mata treatment camp. But I think realistically, it's just they're not a free flowing side, and they're not a free scoring side, and they never will be with Mourinho as the manager. They're going to get their chances, and they're going to have their three nils and four nils, but it's not going to be like a pep side where all they're doing is pumping chances and, you know, pumping yep. the opposing goal. I think Victorian at eight, you could do a lot worse punting on that, and, you know, he could definitely prove to be fantasy gold. I just think that Pogba, with his assuredness for 90 minutes and, you know, the last 20 or 15 minutes of the game when he could just spring a counterattack and just spray an assist there, like, that's what we want for FPL. You can't score points if you're on the bench. So, to me, I would go Pogba over Mkhitaryan initially if you're looking that way. But at the same time, I wouldn't go with either and just go with Lukaku because 
Lukaku is the you know the, we always say the tip at the the, the end of the spear of the, just the tip. Be, go fuck yourself. He's JTT. <laughs> you just you just take Lukaku and you fuck the midfield and fucking Valencia or fucking Herrera whoever's passing to him. Their goals are going to be going through Lukaku. So just get Lukaku. Don't overthink it. I don't give a fuck if you're a United fan. Like if you are, you're a piece of shit. You're fuck you. <laughs> don't get don't get a midfielder from United because you can, you're you're having a bad time. Good yeah, Silva. yeah, I'm pretty much on the same on the same exact boat there. I just like eight million to me. I just think it's a bad pick to start the season. I think, as you said, he might be gold if he like starts the season hot. I'm all over it. Like I'll immediately jump on that bandwagon. I totally believe he has the skill level to do that. But there's no reason to start with a punt that's that costs eight million in my mind. If you think about like the punts that we're taking. It's like yours is a seven million forward who's nailed. Mine's a five million midfielder. Those are punts that are like they have high upside. They cost nothing. They enable other really good things. I just don't like a pun at that cost. Is really all I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, I, I do have David Silva's eight, but he's not really a punt. Like he's as nailed as any city player. And like wor- his like worst ever season was like last season, where he like four goals, nine assists. Like that's bare minimum from him. So it's like not even really a punt. It's like you're punting on the a kind of breakthrough, but you're not punting on like he might just play sixty and not get any returns, which is a real thing that could happen to Mkhitaryan. So that's so good. Yeah, I love David. Who doesn't love little David? Ugh, everyone does. All right, what else have we got? Are we fucking long? I have no idea. It's not that is. long. I think we're I think we're chilling right now. Um, Do we have any more fan questions? Or are we in a wrap? Well, yeah, out of you know, Kiwi. I put Ake in. I put Ake in for Daniels. Like you did. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God, my guy. It's so nice to just hold Again. hands into game week one. How do you have an accent on your E if you're like an African? Isn't that like a Spanish thing? He's Dutch. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's from The Hague in Netherlands. Like where the fucking NATO shit is or whatever? The Hague. That's a fucking place. That's the international community headquarters. Actual? He's not Dutch. Are you fucking with him? No, dude. He's a Dutch professional footballer. Who plays center back for Bournemouth and the Netherlands national team? The only reason we didn't know that is because Netherlands are so fucking bad now. They haven't been yeah, in any right. tournament. It's like, where's his, Leslie Shiner? What's his, up? You're in Turkey still? Like, his or? dad is from the Ivory Coast. Okay. Cote d'Ivoire. Cote d'Ivoire. Um, at FDL Kiwi said, thoughts on Carroll as a fourth mid so you can play a power front three? Yeah, absolutely. No reason yeah, not to. I don't hate it. Don't hate it. At don't all. hate it. If Siggy goes, Carol's on set pieces, that's insane value. It's, it's just the same thing. It's like if you have him and Ruben Loftus-Cheek as your two, your fourth and fifth midfielders, and Carol's on all those indirect set pieces, you're going to get two or three points every game week. You're not going to have like a Ryan Frazier situation or an Atsu or, or someone like that who maybe doesn't play that game week. Atsu's the yeah. other guy I had when I before I switched him to Gradle for the same reasons. Yeah, but it's it's the same shit. No, I know, you, I know. You know, they could they can end up on the bench and get a zero or a one. So you're gonna get ninety minutes no matter what. But 
you have a little bit of upside, at least for the indirect set pieces. It's it's a good punt to take, I think. It, it affords you a lot of money elsewhere in the pitch. So. Yeah, that's what's really good about it. Another punt that I kind of liked in that same bracket, just riffing from the top of my head, is a Wobi. And Wobs. I mean, he's just he's just so good. He was the standout player by far against Chelsea. And now Ramsey's out and Ozil's out, and Sanchez is who the fuck knows is Sanchez. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, Wobi's nailed for at least uh, game week one. Is it a Wobs team now? It's kind of fucking a Wobs team now, dude. It's a Lucas Perez team now. It's the Lucas Perez team now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's too short term. It's too short term, but it's, it's interesting to me. No, it's very interesting. I love them. Things. Are yeah, very and producer player. Nate's in on Alexis, who we've basically fucked off from the beginning of the pod. But I don't even know who that is. I'm I'm interested. I couldn't find a way to put Alexis in my team and still like it. And I know fucking Jabroni Ellsbury is going to message me as soon as this pod comes out and be like, "You can't find a way for Alexis, but you spend twelve five on Kane." Yeah, Kane is the best thing ever. That's why. But good. yeah, so that's 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 the fan questions, dude. That's our teams right now. I think it's time to wrap this. This end of preseason pod, DavidSilvaPod. I guess one other thing to tack on before we wrap is like lineup lambs are back. Oh, very back. We're, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna lineup lambs, and for those who don't know what that is, it's lineup lamentations, and we post them on the website. And yeah. They're they're fucking they're kicking off Friday is that morning. A slap on the ass, or is that just a regular thing? Slap on the ass is just no. Lambs are free. Okay, yeah. I don't know what's free anymore. Yeah, shit on the website and shit is still free. Pods are still free. Pods are free. Always be free. We pods will never charge. Always be we free. We will absolutely never charge for pods. It's a disaster. Do people never. do that? Yeah. You know what no, people people diabolical. do people a lot of people charge for pod backlog. I don't know what that means. Like if like you want to like, listen to a fireside chat from last season, you have to buy it like a song on iTunes. That's disgusting. Yeah, no, I absolutely hate everything about that. Who does that? Let's kill them all. Yeah, let's kill them all. Um, check us out at fmlfl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlfmail. Email us at fmlfmail. Gmail. Don't, don't email us because we're not responding. Don't to email us because we're not just fucking... Buy our, buy our shit. Go to yeah, I should Patreon. just wipe all of this regular outro, outro and just be like, check us out at patreon.com slash fmlpl. Also, our website's fmlpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlpl. Join our league, like us on Facebook, rate on iTunes, etc. Cheers. Cheers.